go. <clears throat> um, hello and welcome to Dopey, uh, the podcast about drugs and addiction and dumb shit. And I'm Dave. And I am Chris. And today we have a very special guest, Jay. Hey, hey everybody. Hey, Jay. I'm Jay. Now, the most important piece of Jay is that Jay gave or sold me my first bag of heroin <laughs> in 1994. Man, I don't even remember it at all. Well, I literally don't remember that. I'll paint was a picture. Was it fire? <laughs> uh, I'll paint a picture. Yeah, what was the brand? Do you remember? I don't remember. I wish I, I don't know how I don't remember. Express? That was a big one. I think it was Express. Poison? I think it was Express. Were they branding back then? They yeah. always brand. Mike Tyson's Knockout. Really? For that one? Was it Punch Out? Or punch knockout? Out. Maybe it was Punch Out. Where Boss? do you think the stamps come from, Jeff? Do you think there's some weird Dominican dude who like collects stamps? <laughs> you know, in <laughs> order to do it. We were thinking that what like the FBI should do for like big time dealers or like the local police, like they should create a stamp shop and then just monitor yes. who they sell the stamps to. <laughs> but do you think that there's dealers with like? A thousand stamps in a room, and there's like some graphic designer, and he's like, "Pablo, I need the I need the newest fucking stamp. I think I need a Bernie Sanders stamp." Or if there was a Bernie Sanders bag, I would relapse. Like that's amazing. Feel the burn. You don't think so? I'm sure there is. Wow. You don't think so? Maybe. I I think. I feel like I'd be more inclined to buy a Trump bag, not because I'm a Trump supporter. But because I feel like it'd be better. You would die. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would die. That's the double That's straight fentanyl is the, is the Trump <laughs> yeah. bag. Is the fentanyl bag. $900. It's more profitable with the fentanyl anyways. Um, I, I was Googling I was Googling dope bags for our Instagram account. I have, I don't know what yeah, to put. It occurred to me to do that. I, I don't know what to put on Instagram. I think we should just put people fucked up all the time. It's like I would follow something if like it was just silly pictures of like sensationalistic stuff, you know? And then every once in a while we'll be like, dopey. I tried. I tried that. Nobody likes anything I put up. No matter what it is. You know what's hilarious is that we talk about social media a lot and we do nothing. I do some stuff. No, you don't. You don't do shit. You gotta get on that shit, man. (laughs) It's hard. Jay's uh, good at social media. Yeah, yeah. I work in it occasionally for the music business. Um, I run the social media for my band's label, which is retarded. But, uh, what you should do is um, fucked up meme. Like, uh, you know how people have inspirational quotes? Like, yeah, memes, the, the memes one day are at a huge, time, yeah. for example. Do, like, way off ones. Okay, that's like, what I was thinking. I had one. I okay, know. so in, Fuck them up. in, I thought, I actually wanted to do this when I was in jail. So, like, if you go to flush the toilets and the toilets don't flush, like, they can turn off the whole block, you know what I mean? That means they're going to come in and toss cells, and they don't want you to be able to get rid of contraband. Oh, that's your so, cue. Yeah, so I wanted to do, like, a cartoon thing where basically, like, the toilet won't flush, and then, like, one of the cellies is holding a syringe and a packet of mayonnaise, and he's like, your turn. Like, meaning he has to stick it up oh, his man. butt. Cause this Dude, that <laughs> is, like, the most esoteric. <laughs> and, like, what? so the picture you is of, you have a, a, a guy in jail. Is he wearing, like, an old-school prison outfit with the stripes and the hat? Yeah, we could do that. And he's got a, a jar of mayonnaise in one hand and his binky in the other? Yeah, and then the you binky. Have, like, three dudes on Earth that would get that. Yeah, nobody will get it. And no, none of them are on Instagram. <laughs> right, they can't afford iPhones. You never That's know. That's true. You but something know. like that. Like Just a, a, little, a little bit less. Yeah, well, yeah, Chris and, and, and his cronies would, would get it. But so, so I want to paint this picture a little bit more. I'm young. I'm in college. Mm. I'm a pothead. Am I older? No. no. I'm your age. You're my age. You seem older and more mature. 
and wiser and better looking. Keep going. (laughs) Just chill, man. (laughs) But Jay, Jay comes through. Jay is this big time musician, fucking artist, fucking my my roommates. How old was I? Twenty one. But I was of. Listen, I was very like I was. You made an impression on me. I was like, wow, this kid's really got it together. And Zev had no fucking cool friends. You know, like who the fuck was? I mean, John Kelly. John Kelly. I love him, but he's love him. Fucked up. He's on that first seven inch, actually. I'm sure he could play. He was he. uh, How's he doing? He just had a kid. He's a guitar jazz guitar teacher in Long Island, and he was a cruise ship guitar player for like 20 years, touring the world. You know, with his hollow body, really good, really good, insanely good. This dude would play along with like Led Zeppelin and play the Jimmy Page solo note for note. Like he was a monster, which is all it took when you were that age. But he was a monster, (laughs) and he looked like a timeless character. You know, that's the thing about all these guys from Poughkeepsie. They had this look to them. No, these guys, they all looked like very cool. Like I was from Manhattan and I was like, who are these guys? It was you and and, and Merritt and and Justin and and John Kelly. And then you have Zev. Poor Zev. He didn't didn't have the look that you guys had. Yeah, but he was one of the coolest. The coolest. Because he was out of his mind quite naturally. Oh, he's we used to get in a lot of trouble. I don't want to get him in trouble, but no, man, please, we please, did some fucked up shit together. Because before I got into drugs, I was basically a skirt. Well, there was no really before. I guess I was thirteen, but like before drugs really kind of took me down. We were just like vandals and thieves. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like for fun, basically. I guess so. But yeah. I had a agenda. Like yeah. I was upset, and I was going to take it out on Earth. Okay. You know what, I mean? what kind of stuff would you pull off? We would like. Paint a picture for me. We would, so there'd be like a three-story snowman or whatever at the mall. We would take it down. You know what I mean? Like with bows and arrows. We Just had, reckless. Yeah. For no reason. reason. That's basically your alcoholism hadn't expressed itself through actual chemicals yet. Right. <laughs> it was expressing itself through your behavior. Through rage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was yeah. white knuckling it, basically. <laughs> yeah. But every once in a while, you took down a Santa and you felt a little better for a minute. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or the thrill of almost getting caught. Or what we would break. Yeah, we did a lot. I mean... We stole a lot. Yeah. And then one of our guys went on to be a mayor somewhere. Which really? one? Adam. Not, um, what was the guy that... I don't want to bust anyone's, like, yeah, no last name. political was, career. No, no what, what was I mean? the yeah. guy, the guy, it was uh, Reno. Reno Bo. I can't go anywhere without his name coming up and, and somebody in the room knowing, like, literally all over the world. What's his deal? He lives in Nashville. He's a super talented musician and artist. See, look at this scene you came from. But let's go back for a second. Weird scene. It's interesting. It's Poughkeepsie. Have you been to Poughkeepsie? Of course. You thought my mom's basement was there. I did. I got everything wrong. It's okay. Man, it is the great irony of my life because at some point it's going to be that Poughkeepsie is the quote new Williamsburg and I'm going to kill myself. Because you're going to be in the old Williamsburg. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but like Poughkeepsie is like the asshole of the world. But that's how it works. There's 20 a bag there, first of all. I had both of my bottoms on Main Street Poughkeepsie there. It's the shittiest of shitty places. Wait, so it's like getting popular or something now or – yeah, like Beacon is up and coming. Hudson is this new swank deal. Hudson, the town Hudson? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I've been, in between Hudson is, I was in Hudson a couple weeks ago. I live in the Berkshires, which okay. is pretty close. So I went to Hudson right. for dinner. And it was like, there's that one main street, I think Columbia yes. or something like that. I played there four nights ago. 
Oh, you did? No, half so, moon, yeah, yeah. It is so weird, though. It's like half, like, hick ghetto. Yes. And then half, like, kind of, like, socialite. And a lot of gays there, I noticed. Yeah, a lot a of people come community. up. Big gay community. But it's, like, people coming up from the city, it seems like. And it's, like, popping on Friday and Saturday night. But you go two blocks either way off of that thing, and it, like, kind of sucks. There's prison there. Yeah. You ever, you ever been there? No. <laughs> okay. You ever do prison time or just jail? No, just county time. Uh, That's, I think, the town time. that Oz was based on. Uh, really? Whatever that, because it's up. It's an upstate New York prison. I know, everything is upstate. No, it's Fishkill probably. Fishkill's where I'm. Yeah, right, my mailing address is Fishkill's like a legit. Like there's. But the reason Poughkeepsie. Reno Bo's dad, just to bring it all full circle, worked at the jail there. The he prison. was a correctional officer. Yeah, the CO. He'd smuggle in and and dope and whatnot. <laughs> I can't imagine Mr. Reno Bo getting... Senior. Reno Bo, by the way, comes from I think three Reno Bo's. He's Reno Bo the third. I doubt. Reno Bo the second was boofing anything. And you anybody, anybody that, that has name. a third in the name, if you have a third, like, you just, that's not the type of thing you do. Fuck that. <laughs> There's Charles. It's but like. They were Sicilians. It wasn't like. We no, but it's like Charles people. Rutherford the yeah. third. Reno Bo isn't going around saying, I'm Reno Bo the third. And Reno Bo, I always thought was a, an alias. I never thought that was a real name. Yeah, I was like. It was like a Bo clan in Sicily, I'm sure. Awesome. Mm. But uh, my first question, my first question is: This can't you- be interesting. We should talk about drugs. Yeah, no, no. The, the yeah. coolest thing about dopey, because I think about dopey all the time, yeah. is that people addictively people don't give a fuck what we say. They just want to keep be kept company. I hope so. You know, yeah. It doesn't matter how good or how bad an episode is for the the dopey nation because yes. we have like two hundred and fifty. In the Dopey Nation, it's every episode. It's actually like 300 regular listeners. Stay strong, episode. Dopey Nation. Hang in there, guys. Yeah. You know, we found that truckers like us. We have oh, one yeah. trucker. <laughs> we got the best email we ever got from a trucker, and Chris is like, we have to figure out how to tap into the trucking market. <laughs> yeah. But do you think? did you pick up drugs first or music first? Simultaneous. I'll tell you what happened. I was, I was almost a black belt in karate, 13 or so years old. Smoked pot the second time, went to my very last karate class. They were like, <laughs> Jason's going to just, you know, get up and show us this form or whatever. And I'm baked out of my mind, I think for like the second or third time. And I'm doing the moves and I'm like, I'm never coming back to this <laughs> fucking bullshit ever again. And from then on, it was Led Zeppelin and Pink Floyd. And, uh, and music and weed. And, and, yes. And what happened? What was the, what was the uh, acceleration? It was pretty quick. I mean, I come from a long line of that shit, so... Uh, I was smoking crack senior year in high school, you know. Um, really? Scared. Was that freebase? Was it called freebasing back then? Or? No, it was crack smoking. I mean, it's the same thing, but you know It was I mean? the heyday of crack. That was so like this five is early, early 90s? We're talking 90, 91. Oh, okay, yeah. So. Because it's like early 80s, it's just. You put a cigarette ash in the weed bowl and you like, you know, yeah. the whole thing. And, but then I got, a, I got, um, I took so much. What happens when you give an actual addict acid? I would take. Whatever was in the house, you know what I mean? Which is not safe. So I would take like 16 doses and end up three days later with amnesia in, in the police station. Which house had 16 hits in it? Your parents? You're like, you no. found your parents' stash. <laughs> my brother has three doses. My mom has four. No, I would like, take it no, and be like, is there any more? I'll buy it from you. You know what I mean? Because I'm an addict. So I would just all of a sudden end up in the police station. 
Like, no, I'm with you on where that. They don't know your name. They used to. We, we would. I would get. Yeah, I got I like an either. ounce of mushrooms once for everybody on the weekend, and I bought it on like Thursday, and you know, I had to go to school on Friday, and then we were exactly. taking Friday night, Thursday night by myself in my bathroom. I ate a whole ounce of mushrooms. Precisely. You know what I mean? I just couldn't have it. And after that, so, so we're I'm with the you. Same. We're nose to nose. So I basically went nuts, right? I mean, I was catatonic schizophrenic there for a while. So I was like, it's I called can't. HPPD. Hallucinogen persisting perceptual disorder. I've heard of this. You yeah. actually talk about it in the last episode. But continue. Yeah, well, I'm honored to have experienced it. Yeah. <laughs> and so I was like, I, very clearly, I was like, I can't do uppers right now. Not because I don't want to, but because I just need to pound booze. And then a dude gave me. How did I get my first bag? And now I got my first bag. <laughs> <laughs> I gave you your wings. Not really. That's a whole different thing. But uh. Yeah, so anyway, I had to switch to downers. So I, I, I smoked crack, but I was so uh, freaked out that I didn't get back to it until I couldn't get high off dope anymore. You guys know what yeah, I'm talking about, right? totally, yep. So then you're like, all right, my, my girlfriend at the time was like, well, they got, you know, she taught me how to speedball or whatever. And then after a while, you're like, I haven't been high up. I've just been basically almost getting straight from dope, but I'm a crackhead. Yeah, you just dope becomes a life sentence, and you right. don't even get high. So you, and then you just you because the crack and the coke always works, the booze always works. Right. The dope you just plateau. But, if, but <laughs> you're probably like me, where like you had to mix it with, with like balsamic vinegar and shit. Well, because, I I was a crack me. Yeah, yeah, the crack I would break it down with. Uh, the white vinegar, not the balsamic. Every now and then I'd have to resort to balsamic. <laughs> I was just telling you, I was, I was in the store the other day. I was in the store with like a normal person uh-huh. and I pointed to like that white vinegar and I was like, see that? I was mm-hmm. like, in the course of a week, I would shoot an entire bottle of that sometimes. And they're like, what? Like, why would you inject that? I'm like, you wouldn't understand. Who are you with? I think it was with Karen. Nobody. Yeah, no. If I could help it. When I was doing it. No, 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 no. Who was he telling in the store? The story oh. to? Who's the normal person that you have to explain? In the store, I think it was Karen. He's saying I have no normal people in my life right. that wouldn't understand that. There's a couple it normal. It was the clerk. <laughs> it was the clerk. Like, hey, sir, could you come in? Did you know I used to shoot a, a bottle of this every well, day? I mean, balsam- that's pretty depraved to, to mix the breaker crack down with balsamic. You know, when you're like at a party and people are like, yeah, I got so stoned last weekend that I like I ate a whole box of cookies, and you're like, yeah, yeah, I remember that feeling. And then by the time you're done with your story, everyone's really quiet. Yeah, you're just like, and then I'm banging the crack, and because you know what I mean. Oh yeah, at work, at work, people are always saying, "Oh, this dude's a crackhead," blah blah blah, talking about somebody else. And I'm yeah. like, and I look at them, I go, "Have you ever smoked crack?" And they're like, "No, have you?" And I'm like, Yes, but like, but it's like it's like they, people use the term crackhead yeah. very loosely to yeah. describe something and that's untoward or not right. cool or crazy. But once you're actually smoking crack, it's another story. And there's yeah. no crackheads going in eating big, big hot pastrami sandwiches. No. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, I, I think that's you never know. Three days later, you never, never know. Three days later, maybe. Um, when what was the, I the junkies say? are still like unable to eat, but the crackheads are pounding whatever you know what? food is everywhere. I never like I was a total cokehead. Shooting coke was my thing, and I never really lost a lot of weight. I never totally lost. I was pretty puffy by the end, actually. Please, yeah. you're, you're, you've always been very. Look at Chris. I'll fucking, show him. I got it. I got it. You, I, saved, I, I, wasn't, I, I wasn't chubby, but I wasn't your stereotypical skinny-looking junkie. I guess I was. My you were. You were the, the quintessential perfect junkie. Dude, yeah, he's blue. That's blue. He There's actually auditioned for the. Yeah, that's what he, that I told him I should put it on Instagram. Dave says I shouldn't. 
I don't mug shots. No, yeah. I don't I got say you shouldn't. Too. It's I'm like sure if the show has an air of anonymity, and it does. That's true. It's like the second we're posting pictures, that air is. I could post it and put a little dopey over your eyes. Should we do that? Dopey guys. Maybe the black thing, like the, the, the Bill Wilson article they had in the oh yeah yeah. Paper. The, Just put the bar over your eyes. Yeah. That works. You know, back in the day in AA, the beginning meetings, like way, way back when, they would wear masks. Amazing. Yeah. They would actually wear masks. No way. Yes. They would wear masks on their face. I would do that now. (laughs) I would love to do that. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I would totally love to do that. Yeah, when I listen, so first time I listened to your podcast, I was like. You're like Dave Man. Like crazy. (laughs) Dave M. I, I couldn't stop listening. And then it's like three in the morning and I'm like. Like gripping my desk, right? Because oh, it's a little compulsive. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm like that with podcasts anyway. Once I start, I can't stop. We, we weren't triggering you or something. And then right? I didn't sleep all night. And I was like, God damn it. Oh, um, that's not good. <laughs> but, you know, I, I didn't go out and use, but it was I just identified. And I was like, I don't want to do something because I have this deep sense of anonymity being important. Right? It's just this feeling I have. I just know it. Like a big, tall glass of water. I know anonymity is deeply important. And then I was like... Oh, but people who want to get clean might listen to this and realize they can. Yeah. And I was like, oh, not to get serious here. Well, the doping nation is mostly on Suboxone, Methadone, or a few weeks out of drinking. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's, it's like, it's it's like, like on the cusp. We've been getting emails and from those people method. who say that. I did too. I did too. I went down like a milligram yeah. a week for a year or something. Yeah, you did the slow detox. Big, slow. Yeah. How did yeah. you do it? Well, I was stealing my exes. I was never on the clinic, but I did it regularly, and I just kicked. But I was probably at that point at around 10 milligrams. It wasn't too bad. Let's insert a little recovery here for a second. I have a question. What was the end of it all for you? What what was the thing that – what was the decision? What happened? Why did you make it? Um, I mean the last time in in 2000. Yeah, Jay got clean in 2000. So that we're talking about so, 16 years. Nice so he has number. more recovery than me and Dave combined. And everybody that's been on the show. <laughs> you know. Wow, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, so you better break it down right now. Oh, well. You're on the spot. I have no idea. You're lucky if you get there it. There it is, humility. That's what it is. But what was the thing, you think? You're just fucking lucky if you get it. Because it doesn't, nobody, not everybody gets it. It's really sad, but that's definitely a reality. I'm just really like, and I might be dead tomorrow. I'm super fucking lucky. Yeah. And I tried over and over and over again. That's the other thing. Because I had no choice. Nobody would give me any more money. I had nowhere to sleep. I didn't quite want to become a prostitute. Or more importantly, I couldn't figure out how to do that. Like like if somebody (laughs) was was like, I will fuck you for money. (laughs) But like I couldn't find that avenue at the right time. So like literally like. I was just so sick and so broken. Nobody would loan me any more money that I went to. I was like, okay, I'll go to another detox. You weren't playing music professionally at that point? Not as much, no. And I never was- sold my jazz master. That's the one thing I kept. Well, there it is. That's What's a, a jazz master? It's a guitar. It's a guitar. Oh, wait, no, I was, I was, I was probably off a tour. And that's probably why I was so strung out because I would come home well finally because when you're in Europe like you can't you're crossing borders it's really hard to get lots of dope I mean I would occasionally I would buy like a 90 pack of syringes in England because they're illegal and I would get some guy at a bar to give me coke but that's like the best I could do yeah. you know what I mean so you couldn't find dope in Europe I could but not enough to like maintain a habit would it be like on the tour one rainy night a baroness would show up at the bar and she'd take yes. you to some place and I would arrange baronesses everywhere on earth you know that I could so you were using dope 
like how we all say we're going to use it. <laughs> he didn't have a choice. <laughs> I didn't have a choice. So so what was that like? like? Hey, how we what all say like? we're going to use it like that. But then <laughs> it was brutally painful. I mean, I, I was in withdrawal for the last three years of my using period anyway. You know, I could never afford to get straight for very long. But I was a, I'm a broke-ass dude. Like, I come from, like, poor Sicilian immigrants. There was no money coming my way ever. What? I was selling CDs or whatever I could. You know, I was robbing my neighbors. What was though the touring at, uh, on drugs like? Uh, yeah, just tell us about touring in, in Europe in general. Like, tell us like something please. cool that happened. Lots of cool <laughs> things happened. I mean, in the, when I was really young, it was, it was fun. It was different. But by the end, at the height, because we had like gold records, I was doing coke off of gold records, which felt like such a waste because I couldn't go to the pharmacy to get a syringe in time. You know what I mean? I was like, so you were just pissed that you had to snort the coke yeah. with the band. I'll waste this with you guys. Like, it's a ceremony or whatever. But uh, England, I remember at the time, had these Norofin Pluses, and uh, they had 12 milligrams of codeine and 300 milligrams of ibuprofen per oh, pill. Yeah, so they're over the counter. Right, but yeah. they were a bi-level pill, so we learned to split them like with our teeth. And I would I would have to pound a seventy two family pack of that stuff just to get out of my bunk in the morning. Like I would, so you're just sitting there like breaking shells in like your mouth, shelling oh, peanuts with your mouth to kind of get a little bit well enough. And that oh was like the God. first week because yeah, I would I would arrive there strung out. You know, I would try to keep like methadone and like little like like tincture bottles, but yeah. you'd run out of that eventually. I kicked dope so bad in. Um, Jerusalem. Like, we got to Jerusalem. We were playing Tel Aviv. And they're strict there, right? There's nothing. I mean, I managed to get some shit in there. But, like, I ran out in Tel Aviv. And by the time we got... And I... 12 years of Catholic school, I can't understate how religious I was raised. My mother used to speak in tongues. My dad was a Trappist monk before he had a family. So I I arrived my first time ever in Jerusalem. And I'm the method. Like, I run out of dope. (laughs) And I'm starting to, like, shit blood. And I'm literally, I don't know if any of you are Catholic, but I'm like the garden of Gethsemane. Yeah, my dad goes to church every day oh, okay. for 30 years. Well, here we are. Yeah. <laughs> and he didn't push it on us, though. Like, he oh. was like, and he also was like very outspoken. He's like, I believe in 60% of what the Catholic church says. Huh. And the other 40% is like, you know what I mean? But he just does it. He, he made a pact with God that he'd go to church every day. Cool. Just if he helped him not drink. And so he goes to church every day. And that's how he stays sober. And I didn't know until I was like 25. Yeah, because he didn't want us to. He didn't want to push Donna. It sounds like maybe a little different for you. It was you know? different for me, but yeah. that, I, I, I kind of feel like I relate to your dad. Although I don't go to church, yeah, um, I go to the basement. Exactly. But, uh, yeah, church basement. Yeah. So you know the Garden of Gethsemane, then? No, you, I don't. Oh, that's, I did Catholic school my whole life, and I don't know. It. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. So that's where Jesus sweats blood because he's like, I don't want to be crucified, but I will do it for humanity. And you were pooping blood when you were Basically. there. <laughs> so I'm in all these places that any Catholic would be like, oh my God, I'm at the, the hill that they crucified him. And I'm like... Shitting blood, the like first, dope Do you thing. listen to yeah. This American Life? The first episode of This American Life, I think it's a story of a guy who ends up sleeping right there. He like goes... Really? Yeah, he goes... Did you ever listen to the first I episode? Never the first episode. Listen no. to the first one. I, I, and it's, uh, it's a story of a guy who's like hostile, was closed, and he actually ended up sleeping right there. Fucking weird. Yeah. But Jay, anyway, sorry. Continue. I, 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 no, this is good. Let him continue. No, that's it. That's no, no, end no. of story. Like, no, but I want to hear. I want. So then, what happened? You just got you 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 just didn't get dope. And how long were you in Israel for? I don't remember. I was probably there. I mean, I left. Like, I got there. It's funny. You get there. If you have a little left in your system, still life of the party, partying with the record company people. <laughs> 
like by day three, you could not get me out of my room. You know what I mean? Like, and then I, but, but we had to. So I was like, you know, they're, they're taking you around and showing you all the sites, but I was just a miserable, like, shell of a person. And you can't even get booze down. You know? No. <laughs> it's just no. like you can't do Your anything. Your stomach hurts so badly yeah. anyway, you know? Have like, you heard the new Imodium thing? So people are, I, maybe I should I mean, be saying a lot this. of Imodium. Well, people are taking 100 to 200 pills of Imodium at once because Imodium binds to, it used to be a controlled substance like a long time really? ago. And now it's not, yeah. It binds to your opiate receptors in your gastrointestinal tract. And if you take no like 200 shit. pills, it over floods it and spills and like will cross the blood brain barrier. So people are ending up in the emergency rooms um, for overdosing on Imodium now. You can actually get high off it? Yeah, if you take a shitload of it. And so now they're saying they might have to start regulating it again. But you can get like 400 Imodium for seven bucks at Costco, you know? Um, I mean, I would pound. In England, they had this like clay you would drink that supposedly had like 0.0001 milligrams of morphine in it yeah. so i would like drink as much as i could choke down but it, would, it also had the benefit of soothing my diarrhea for yeah. control when i had a career before my whole <laughs> life felt to shit yeah uh i would make um I was making uh i was making a couple shows for this really bullshit little company it was a college cable company okay and i would set up either a house party in a town uh, a talk show for a college talk show. Can you tell, a, tell them the Howard Stern thing? But just no, make it PC. That's part of your thing. That was the same time period, I'm right? I'm telling a story but here. But tell them as part what of that. You, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm, I'm in the middle of a story. Tell them as part of that. Okay, yeah, this is not continue. part of that story. But it's at the same time period. The Howard Stern story is very good. Yeah. We'll get to it. But right. this, this story, um, I was making a music show, and uh, and wherever I went, you know, it was right when I was getting addicted. So, mm-hmm. like... I, I, in the beginning, I wouldn't get sick. I'd be like, I don't need that shit. And I'd go on the road and then I'd come back and I'd be like, oh yeah. And I would, I would do dope and I would be like, I really like dope. And, and I didn't go away for a long time. And then all of a sudden I have a habit and like, we're going to South by Southwest to shoot bands and we were shooting fucking John Paul Jones, yeah. Maceo Parker, fucking Bernie Worrell, all these people that I like. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And uh I've kicked it south by a lot. I, I kicked it twice before dope got me my mm-hmm. my contract breached and I lost everything. Mm. Anyway, so I I'm going I have my flight scheduled. I'm making fucking 80 grand a year. I'm living in an apartment that's $300 a month and I'm and This is like 90s. Yeah, this yeah. is 98. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, that's a good era for south by southwest. And I'm broke. And uh, I'm like, fuck, I don't have dope to travel. What am I going to do? So I go down to uh, Tompkins Square Park looking for heroin. Mm. And I come up with uh, about 400 milligrams of methadone. Mm. And uh, I'm like, this should be okay. I'm only going to be there for a week. This is going to be fine. (laughs) Uh, And uh, I do some dope and I get on the plane. And um, maybe I I had run out of dope. And I I get on the plane and I'm feeling a little weird. Mm. So I drink a little of the methadone. And I fall asleep. And I have a dream on the plane that I'm in my high school by myself. And there are giant aquariums in the high school full of giant spiders. And the spiders get free. And then I wake up and I'm dope sick on the plane. And it turned out that the methadone was fake. You got beat. <laughs> and, I, and I get to Austin and I'm fucking yep. sick. And it's day one. 
Okay, yeah. day one, <laughs> and I'm getting, and I'm story. making yeah. money. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, and I'm a pussy. I'm not like you. I'm a total I, fucking spoiled pussy. I'm not as spoiled as Chris, I but I don't come know. from a Trappist monk family. I do, for but Christ's I feel sake. like I would handle dope sickness a little better than you. Yeah, I nobody if, handles it well. But I, and I'm supposed <laughs> to be, I'm supposed to be like TV host oh, guy, yeah. interviewer guy, fun guy, and I have yeah. this air of stoner. But little does anybody know. I have this <clears throat> horrible heroin problem yeah. and I get there and I'm fucking sick and I'm like, and it's Austin. You got to turn it on. And I have no money. Yeah. No. So I, I go to one of the bosses and I say, could you give me a hundred dollars? And he says, why? He didn't even ask. He just gives me a hundred dollars. Yeah. And, I, and I go down to main street in Austin trying to cop dope and some dude Fucking, I'm hanging out with some fucking bruiser mm. all day. He's like trying to hook me up. And I don't, the details were so funny, but I don't yeah. remember them at all. I wish yeah. I had written it down. Yeah. And and at the end of the day, he's like, oh, I see my guy. And, I, and he's like this big bruiser and mm. I'm not yeah. going to do anything. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't, but I'm from New York. So I'm kind of yeah, trying yeah, to yeah, act like, I, I'm yeah. like, who's the guy? What are you talking about? He's like, just come here. And he, he's like, it's the cab driver. And I'm like, okay. And he and he's like, he gets in the cab and he goes away. And Did I he grab have money? Yeah, he had my money. <laughs> and I grab him and I and I reach into the cab and I grab just his hooded sweatshirt. Yeah. And it was like a yeah. cool anime hooded sweatshirt. Yeah. I kept it for years and I yeah. wore it as like And then they pulled it off of him? I, I either I either I pulled it off him, I took I just took it. Yeah. And and I'm like, uh, and I'm really yeah. sick. Uh, and I go back to the hotel. And I tell all my bosses that I have a... The flu. A horrible flu. Yes. You didn't go to your boss and say, can I have $100? No, because I was too sick to go cop. I didn't yeah. know anybody. Yeah. What yeah. Was, so, so immediately I start making calls. And I call uh, this woman that I would get high with here. And I'm Do you like, have any Percocets you can no, FedEx me? No, I said, I'm fucked. Send me a bundle overnight. Oh, yeah, and she yeah. goes, well, I don't know. I said... I, I need you to do it. I'll pay you. You know I'll pay you. I'll, I was going to pay her. I was like, I'll pay you. And she goes, well, we'll see what I can do. And I was like, just do it. And hang on the phone. Then I call my friend. I'm like, what if she doesn't do it? So I call my friend in San Francisco, Todd. Yeah. And I say, Todd, you got to send oh, me some tar. You got to send me yeah. a gram of tar. He's like, and he's fucking waste of life. And I'm sure he's <laughs> not going to come through. And he's like, I don't know, man. I'm like, you have to do it. I'll send you the money. He's like, okay. So two days go by and I'm in this hotel room in Austin and I've called out of work and I'm fucking shitting and vomiting in the shower simultaneously <laughs> watching that Nicolas Cage movie where he's Leaving an angel. Oh, no. Uh, City of Angels. City of Angels. Uh, and I'm crying in the yeah, bed. All wa- emotional. All yeah, emotional. Yeah, yeah. And then the next day comes and like the sickness has kind of passed. Day three. And I'm like. God bless it. I'm like, okay. Well, here we are. And the phone rings in the hotel room. Um, David, I, I, we have a couple packages for you. And I'm like, I'm in the money. <laughs> oh, my God. That feeling. Yeah. And that feeling. Exactly. Yeah, I just had a little bump from it. Exactly. <laughs> and, 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 and so immediately I do it all. Or I do it. You know, I don't do it all. I, I yeah. do it. And I'm just like, I'm such an asshole because I'm so cocky. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I have my little secret armor. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I'm like, I'm not even good at the job because I'm such a piece mm-hmm. of shit junkie. Yeah. And I'm such a dick. You I know what like I mean? I that when I was high too. And like I'm interviewing. Uh, Dutch courage. Yeah, it's pathetic. I'm interviewing all these people, heroes. Mm-hmm. And like 
interviews all sucked, mm. you know, and, and that night, like, Maceo Parker wanted us to party with him, and I'm like, no, I think I'm going to watch City of Angels again, <laughs> you know, and, I, and, I, and it's just like, you just want to stay there, but like that feeling uh. of being totally without, and then mm-hmm. getting the recharge mm-hmm. was like the best, yeah. like, and I can imagine that probably happened on it happened the tour, a lot on tour, and like, you wouldn't know where it was coming from, right? I mean, you were constantly in all directions trying to make it happen. I love any way you could, and and, and it's. I think the getting clean is about you fail so much. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you, you think you're going to get. It's like all the cool stories run out. Yeah, they and do. and the money runs out, and the connections run out. You know what would be a cool job? So you know, like as you know, what a sober companion is. I've heard, yeah. So it's like, you know, if people are listening, a sober companion is basically like a hired babysitter, you know, and it's for very wealthy people who are chronically relapsing, usually their parents or their spouses. They'll hire someone to spend 24 hours a day and live with someone. Or something. Yeah, something like that. Or just a rich kid. Or just a rich kid, yeah. And uh, so it actually started because people would, these bands would go on tour and somebody would get really fucked up. And it would help if they knew whether they should cancel ahead of time. It's like Aerosmith had this major minder oh, yeah, for yeah. years. It would save yes, that, it, that dude, right? It yeah. would save like, Snooky or something. Yeah. He had some funny name. <laughs> it might have actually started with Aerosmith. It would have been yeah. like the first yeah. like popular yeah. one. So, anyways, they the, the the label would hire the sober companion to tour, and then oh, it kind of trickled into mainstream, where like it actually bankers and stuff. And there's a guy right. in the Yankees who has one and stuff. Um, <laughs> but anyways, I was thinking of the inverse of that. Would be like you could get hired to travel and to just cop drugs oh, wherever yeah, you go. That, yeah, you know what I mean. You have like they, this is we the drug copping guy. What a roadie is that? But they. Um, I feel like nine I would have been good at that. Ten. You would have been, but it's not a workable system because the, my my our guy would always be get beat, and he would be so shit faced that he was clearly not like we'd have not to really shit good him down, yeah. pin him down, and go through his clothes because <laughs> no one ever comes back and gives you. Yeah. And that's what I was doing kind of not for a living, but for drugs when we first met. Like I would come down here, get drugs for bands I was in, and that's how I got in the band. Right. I was their <laughs> dealer. And then I wasn't at a dealer, but they, I would come down to this neighborhood that we're in now, actually, and hook it the up. The glamorous Lower East Side of Manhattan. Like Chris, <laughs> Chris thinks that's going to get listeners. It is. It's good. It's good. <laughs> Chris thinks people think that's cool. It's edgy. This is the fifth precinct. I know because I've been. I was arrested here, like right around here, twice in one day. That's how stupid we were. What was the situation? Literally, copping, undercover cop walking by us in the park over on, on uh, the long park, the long skinny park. What's that called? Like in between the two roads there. Oh yeah, the by uh, where's there's my brother and I copping, sitting in the park, getting eyes before needles or anything, snorting dope. Undercover cop, cop walks by. Next thing we know, like six squad cars, they're throwing us in the back of the van. My brother and I, high as kites, singing like Leonard Cohen songs in the back of the van. You know, with like whatever. And it was a good time then. Yeah. In that exactly. moment, it was still good. And you know, you know, we would sing like folk songs we liked or whatever. So anyway, we were in there. They kept us for maybe six hours or you know. And as soon as they let us out, we went right back here. And then immediately the same thing happened again, except that we knew to bolt. So. Like, I might have even been the same undercover cops. I don't know. We went to the same spot with, like, we had cobbled, like, 20 bucks together or whatever. And they chased us. And my brother, they at the point of sale, they, like, started busting in us this time. And my brother uh, bolted. For whatever reason, I didn't have any on me, so they like, let me go. They searched me. And they caught him. And they pistol whipped him. 
And we were, this is pre-cell phone, so we were separated. And we didn't find each other until, like, way later that night. Did they arrest him? Uh, no. What they happened? just beat the shit out of him. He threw it, he said, in a dumpster during the chase or whatever, like, around the corner. He's and they, like a movie character. The two of them, they, these guys are like fucking movie he characters. He looks like, yeah, a scorsese exactly. Dude, this guy, like, like Jay, Jay is very handsome. But his brother makes Your Jay look like a piece of shit. the truth, yeah. What? No. <laughs> no, his brother, he was like... Just such a fucking handsome guy. I'm sure he still it was like is. Mean Streets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like Andy Garcia or something. Something like that. Better yeah. looking than this. this <laughs> I took a picture of him and 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 Jay Merritt. Like mm. I was like, this is the, the most beautiful stars. picture. Yeah, it was just yeah. like that. It, it was it was like anyway. Can I, I can imagine him running away, throwing the bags <laughs> right. in the dumpster and like them chucking him against a chain link fence. They they, they kick the, the shit out of him because he's so good looking. They resented his, well, his, his answer. Like, 18. They're probably like, we got to scare this kid. Yeah. But they, and he looked cocky because he was so handsome. And he was cocky. Yes. <laughs> and they also said they, they then, my brother said that they then yelled to everybody in the neighborhood that this white kid was coming in their neighborhood to buy drugs and that they should fucking fuck him up or whatever on his way out. And I don't know, my brother, I don't know where he got that part. Maybe that's what happened. Yeah. I'm and sure. he said he booked, like, as fast as he could out of the neighborhood. And then we found each other, and we had to go back upstate to all the bands and be like, "Sorry, we actually were beat." Yeah, but I don't understand why that means he was well, supporting the economy. I mean, to buy no, it, it, that's just the cops. <laughs> the, the people in the neighborhood need the us. That's what I'm saying. Of course, that's what I'm saying. But the cops, you know, they just they also want to make you not want to come back. Yeah, you know, yeah. that's the whole fucking thing. Um, I got arrested down here. I mean, I I was I live here. I was living in that building. You're from here. That's right. Well, I'm from. Really? I, I, I was living in that building, yeah. and uh, I was. Uh, it was before I got clean, and um, I had this dealer. Total fucking waste of life. Like his name was Guy. He had no teeth. Mm. He like hanging out with him was just sitting with him was my body. Because he was the biggest loser. Like, he was on every pill in the world and methadone and horrible alcoholic. He would come over and we would get high together. But getting high with Guy was him drinking 240s, throwing back like six Xanax, then shooting dope. And I'm sitting there kind of high. And he's like, yeah, he's waiting for him to dole it out. No, no, he, he – I would buy it, and I, right. we'd both be high, but then I'd be sitting with him, yeah. and he's just like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and he's from Long Island, and he has this long eye. He never came out with a sentence, and I'd be like, I can't believe this is my life. And I, the high wouldn't be worth it, and I'm looking at this motherfucker, and I counted on him. He lives down the street, and one day... How long ago was this? This was... Uh, me asking. Uh, five years ago. Okay. And... Um, and he says, he goes, Dave, I don't think I'm going to make it over there for a bit. Give me like 45 minutes. And I'm like, Ugh. I'm like, okay. And 45 minutes go by and I'm like, guy, where? And I'm like genteel and educated. I'm like, guy, I'm waiting for you. Where are you? And he's like, I don't know, Dave. I think it's going to be another, another hour or so. And I'm like, dude, it's been an hour. And he goes, well, you want to come meet me? And I'm like. Okay, yeah, fuck yes. it. Yes, I'll go meet you. But the reason that I never went to meet him is because I knew that I would get arrested when I went mm. to meet Guy. Mm. And I meet Guy down mm. in the projects down here. I walk past some Dominican guy standing on the corner and I'm like, 
They don't have Dominican cops. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, I walk past him. I see Guy. I get, um, I think I got a bundle and a few few Xanax. And, uh, and I start walking away. Arrested. There you go. You know, thrown in jail um, with Guy. You know, so I have to sit with him all night in that <laughs> fucking voice. Yeah, dude, don't, don't tell him what you got it from, okay? <laughs> and I'm just like, okay. You know, and then um, that was it. You know, yeah. that was like the end for me. What did they give you? They gave me, I had to come down and like go to drug classes. It was, for some reason, a lenient time. I, I had to do the same thing. Yeah. I went to a one, two-hour class. Yeah. Disorderly conduct. That's it. Amazing. I've been arrested with heroin like, I don't know, three times or something. Yeah. All disorderly conducts. When I was with Zev. Huh. We got arrested for an ounce of weed. It's the only thing that's on the record. That is fucking amazing. It's weird. It's yeah. weird. And and in January, I started this dumb company called Oive, <laughs> where we do shirts and stickers that say Oive, <laughs> like that, like rip off other logos. And I was putting up a sticker on Stanton and Rivington. I don't like that. And I get thrown in the back mm-hmm. of a van. Exactly the same. I went to the same fucking cell that I went to with Guy, and I'm just like, I can't. He's like, How old are you? Clean. It's the worst. It sucks. It's just like throwing up. <laughs> like everything's great when you're high, but like being arrested and throwing up, horrible when you're not fucked up. <laughs> you were throwing up. Throwing up straight sucks. No, he's just oh, saying. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying, like things I hate when I'm clean. What did you get arrested for? Clean. Well, that. No, clean. Oh, oh, oh. Um, Suspended license. I was driving. That was like eight months clean. And you probably know this by now because you've been clean for a while. But never brag to the cops you're clean. Like oh, I yes. stupidly did. I was like, don't worry. It's all good. I'm nine months clean now and I'm in recovery. <laughs> Next thing I know, they're looking at my butt. You know what I mean? Like, they don't, they don't. The second you say recovery, it's like, he's yeah. a junkie. Yeah. It's Hold done. Up. It's done. I had rolled into somebody in traffic and then they looked me up and they are like, you have suspended licenses in a year I have to come to the cell now and then and then when when I sat there clean all I could, all I could think was how old I was he was like mm-hmm. how old are you 41 mm-hmm. uh, and, and I got arrested for putting a sticker it's like <laughs> holy shit I'm in a cell next to a 16 year old girl who had stolen a jacket no, and I was yeah not you her oh yeah <laughs> and I'm sitting there talking to her and she's like she's in a foster family uh-huh. and she uh-huh. she stole a jacket. She she thinks I'm the social worker because she's like using uh-huh. buzzwords. She's like, I just wanted to fit in, and uh-huh. I was like, Oh my! I think her name is Jaden. I was uh-huh. like, Jaden. I said, Whatever you do, you get out of here. You go get a little part time job. You get a discount on your clothes. You don't. You put this behind you. You do not make this a routine. <laughs> you were doing service. I was doing there service go, big man. time, yeah. and then and then so I'm sitting there like just hating myself, but. I grew up in a fucking nice middle class family. I didn't have a foster parents stealing jackets, you know, to fit in in the winter time. It's January. This poor girl, she's telling me about her her foster sister, whose name was Diamond, was jealous of how good Jaden could do hair. And and Diamond loved Jaden until Diamond's mother put Jaden in the family and then she resented poor Jaden. Then Jaden steals a triple fat goose jacket or something. Uh, expensive. $700. Yeah. And Jaden, 16, mm. sweet, nice girl is in the cell next to me. And uh, the it's cops go to her. Systematized. Do you want a soda? This is a felony too. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. She yeah. says, 
Yeah. At lunch. She gets a soda from the cop. Yeah. Then the cop says, well, Jaden, uh, you can leave now. And Jaden says, is my mom here? The cop says, no, Jaden. And Jaden says, can I wait for my mom in the cell? And the cop says, well, I don't think you should. Um, I'm getting off my shift, and and it's going to be hard to get you out if she doesn't if if it doesn't you know time out per- perfectly. She's a kid. She's a kid. And, and then at the same time, I get let out. I was there for like 45 minutes. Yeah. I get let out, and um and I'm listening to all this, and and she says to the cop, uh, I don't have a jacket. Could you give me a ride home? And I'm like. Oh my God, this is the worst thing. And, yeah. and, and so, and so I, I say to the cop, I was like, you guys don't have a lost and found. You can't give her something. Yeah. It's fucking January yeah. in New York city. He's like, no, I'm wearing my, my favorite hoodie. It was from the Bronx zoo. And I'm wearing my winter Austin, jacket. Right? Huh? Wasn't it wasn't the Austin hoodie. No, but that hoodie was my favorite for a long time. Full circle. Um, and, and I'm like, fuck it. I was like, Jaden. And I give her my hoodie and I give her a scarf, mm. and I give her my gloves, and I give her a hat. And for a second, I feel like the greatest person in the world. Yeah. Then she walks away, and, I, and I'm like George Costanza. I'm like, I can't believe I gave her my favorite hoodie. <laughs> and I'm so like upset at myself for yeah. it. But, uh, wow, heart of gold. No, that's Dude. not the point of the story. The number one point of the story is you very can't tell interesting. You about it. You shouldn't have told anyone. Why? It's a great story. No, it's real, it's the real spiritual dollars if you tell no one. That's true. <laughs> yeah. So it's not, but I think no, the funny, it's good. It's good. No, I'm just the, busting your the funny Keep part going. of the story is that I really regretted doing it because I really missed this hoodie. You George Costanza. Yeah, you that's the, that's where right. the spiritual dollars are. Cha-ching. <laughs> I'm, I'm back in the spirituality <laughs> now. Um, but uh, being arrested sober, the worst thing is that you can feel the phantom sickness too. And the cuffs. Oh, everything sucks. You can feel the cuffs. They hurt. I want to tell one more arrest story because I think it's funny. Right. Years ago, when I was really on a crazy run, uh, I had some other dude staying. I, I had dealers living with me all the time because I paid no rent. And, and, and I would just like, like... That's how you pay for your drugs. Yeah. yeah. They would just stay with me and give me whatever I wanted. Yeah. I had this happen over and over again. Yeah. And, um, and this guy was like a douchebag. It was him and his friend. And the guy was like this very suspect, nerdy, skinny guy. But the friend was a character. The friend had like gold teeth and wore a fuzzy kangle. He was a white guy yeah, yeah. with gold teeth and he's poor. And really like interesting, you know. Okay. Anyway, I'm going to – for some reason again, I'm going to get drugs outside of my house. And the guy's like, meet me at Barnes & Noble at Union Square. Oh, sure. And I'm like, OK. So uh, I go to Barnes & Noble at Union Square and I buy a bundle and some Xanax again. Yeah. And, and the next – see a pattern. Yeah. yeah. And I'm going down the escalator and the cops are there. And they arrest me and the friend. And um, they take us to the precinct on 5th Street and the guy takes out the, the, the bottle of Xanax and, he, and it has unlabeled. He goes, what is this? I said, that's my medicine. I said, I need that. <laughs> and he said, he said, huh? And he throws it. It was like a fucking movie. <laughs> he throws it in the garbage can right next to the cell. Yeah. And then he walks away. So I walk up to the bars of the cell, reach through, into the garbage, grab the pills back, what the fuck? eat them, give one to the, to the fucking Kangol yeah. kid, yeah. and then we get sent to central booking. Mm-hmm. Me and him are sitting there. I'm wearing a shirt 
that says lifestyle condoms on it. He's wearing a shirt <laughs> with like a galaxy of splatter paint on it. Yeah. And, 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 and next thing I know, I'm in deep sleep yeah. on the floor of the tombs. Just the two of us. Yeah. When I wake up, it's a hundred people, wall to wall, <laughs> and um, and me and him are like cuddling on Xanax <laughs> asleep, and um, and then we wake up and uh, and the Dominicans wherever I go, there's just Dominicans. It's yeah, like the sure. only ethnicity yeah. in my life, and, and the Dominicans from across the cell are like, "Yo, lifestyles." Talking, I'm yeah. like, I'm like, who's like? I was like, oh yeah, because yo, lifestyles, you're getting really close with Cosmo over there. And I'm like, mm. I'm like scared. And, and, and the dude's like, shut the fuck up or you're going to be eating your teeth off my Adidas. And I'm like, all right. This is Cosmos? Yeah, this is the fucking guy. That's He's funny. Like, yeah. Like, that's a good story. Guy. That's a great story. You think so? The yeah, best, best part of the story great. is taking the, the Xanax out of the I feel like they left me in the cell with my dope. I feel like they did. I've gotten stuff into yeah. a cell before. I got in search and I had boxer briefs on and I hid a bottle I've already told the story. When I robbed the veterinarian, I stole. Um, I worked at a vet when I got clean. I did relapsed you? with like dirty turtle needles. Yeah, really. Turtle. What needles. is a turtle needle? Needles used to shoot up turtles. Yeah, used to. And, and what do they shoot turtles up with? I don't know. Antibiotics and shit. Oh, I got another one that I've actually never told because I've told that it one. Was in, uh, yeah. Where's my phone? I told that one on. Um, what do you need your phone for? I'm gonna show them. Are you cool without your? Um, my vape, yeah, my mojo's all off, Dopey Nation. I, I lost my, uh, no, I broke my vape. Where the fuck did my phone go? Don't worry about the fucking phone. We're recording a podcast. That's all right. What's they don't mind it. You? It's important. I want to tell Jay another story. Last week we recorded a podcast mm-hmm. here. It was an hour and a half, and Chris's friend ah. Dave Marshall, a hardcore member. Wait, don't of, use his full name. I gotta believe that. Uh, he doesn't care. Dave, a hardcore dopey. Yeah. Another Dave M. Hardcore Dopey Nation member fucking uh, comes in. We from record, Norfolk. He comes in. It's like an hour and a half. From Norfolk, Connecticut. Yeah. Uh, we record an hour and a half episode. And, um, and it was great. He was on uh, Narconon, the rehab for Scientology. And it was about all the, sci- the Scientology, the church owns it. Not Narconon. People always get it confused. Like, I think it's like Al-Anon. But their rehabs, it's actually a Narcanon. rehab called, oh, yeah, 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 it's actually a rehab called Narconon. I thought you meant he's on Narcon. I was like, yeah, I'm with you. Oh, uh, yeah. And, you well, know, he, he, he went w- to the rehab that was owned or sponsored by the Church of Scientology. And it's like you see L. Ron Hubbard, they give you niacin, they make you do these things called therapy. What are the tra- training regimens? Yeah, it's uh, nuts. Anyways, continue, Dave. So anyway, so Chris goes home. We're feeling pretty, I, I didn't think the episode was that good, Dopey Nation, just so you know. And I liked it. It, was, it had its moments, but me and Chris got into a huge fight during oh, the cool. episode. That's entertaining. It would have been very entertaining. Yeah, and on Sunday, Chris is going to upload it, but somehow he decides to erase it instead. No, I decided to erase the – because the GarageBand files are really big. They're like 500, 600 megabytes. Sure. And then I exported <laughs> export it to an MP3, which right. is like 50. They're WAV files. So I was like, yeah, They're I got to go delete all the old GarageBand. So I had saved them to make space, and I didn't realize – I deleted the most recent one. And then I paid 50 bucks for some, like, software recovery. So it doesn't do shit, dude. But the way I see it, I'm shooting 29 out of 30 for my editing skills. Editing? Yeah. So my (laughs) auto-editing and creation skills. So I have successfully produced... That's a decent-sized waveform I'm watching. 
Yeah. You got some compression going on there. That's good. Yeah, he well, does it's a little not. algorithm, I, a little plug-in I put in. You know what you're doing. Yeah. He does not. He hits record on the vocal part. Give yeah, me a but break. 29 out of 30. I'm I don't want the like dope. 96%. I'm pretty good. Number number one, let's just be, be fair. Chris does a Herculean job with this thing. He drives in, come in. from like Buttfuck, Massachusetts. Yeah. He records it on his computer. Ah. He goes home and he puts it up. Yeah. Chris is the fucking man for this thing. Thank you, Dave. But he fucked it but all up by erasing the episode. <laughs> um, but we'll get Dave working it out in real time here. This is good. Well, yeah. no, well, but we he, got an email. They said, "Where's someone email? Where's episode thirty-one? Two, yeah. two emails asking for episode thirty-one. Yeah. This is good. The dopey yeah. nation is craving exactly. their dopey. They want their fix. Exactly. I found my phone. Doing? So should I tell that arrest story? Should I tell the one I haven't told? What do you need your phone for? Because I'm going to show Jay the picture, the mugshot. You just did. Show dopey nation. I'll I'll put it on Instagram. Okay. He doesn't put anything on Instagram. He's lying. I'll give it to Dave, and Dave will put it on Instagram. You can do it. Um, well, you got to give me the uh, password it's, if you trust me with it. I was going to tell you right now. <laughs> All right, so this was the uh, the booking picture. Oh my god, dude! Yeah, you have to put that on your your listeners need to hear see that. Yes, I will you post need to hear that picture. <laughs> you need to hear that picture. I will post. If they ever did another Instagram. Popeye movie, he could pay Pluto <laughs> from that picture. Pretty much, dude. That's so there's amazing. that's a big gash on my forehead. There actually isn't my third eyebrow. That was the other dimension where Chris was like a young Latino fucking bully. <laughs> and, and you know what? I actually have the police report for this too, which is hilarious. Like the written mm-hmm. thing. I wasn't charged with anything and just spent the night in jail. So what happened was I was on like rehab pass mm-hmm. and I went to stay with my girlfriend for the weekend. And this is like a conjugal visit. Yeah. Well, actually I was in, a, it was a, I wasn't even a rehab. It was a traumatic brain injury institution. You haven't told in. this story yet? I told it before. I haven't told this arrest part. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I was in this traumatic brain injury institution to avoid going to prison. You know what I mean? Like parents right. hired fancy schmancy lawyers and yeah. they argued. So I, go to I hit my head and it, okay. yeah. So, um, so I went on pass and I went and stayed with her and she went to go like watch her kid or something. You know what I mean? She was divorced. And so I knew she had Ativan in her house somewhere. So I had like a 40, I found the, found the Ativan and I took like probably like 15, one milligram Ativan. They're very small. I know. Yeah. And it was just lights out. You know what I mean? It mm-hmm. kicked in and that was, stuff is so relaxing. <laughs> Yeah, so it kicked it's in. Designed to be, yes. And I tend to get sometimes. The only time I ever got belligerent, really, when I was using was well, it's when also I, instant blackout. Yeah, benzos. And in my blackout, I thought I was like yeah. Hercules and Superman. Yes. You know, um, so all I remember was coming to, and I was cuffed, sitting on the curb. And I was looking at my pants, and there was just blood pouring from my face no, onto no, my no, pants. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. and it was literally right. just like the drops were just like going down. I didn't know what happened. The police were there. I was like, what happened? And I talked to – so then my girlfriend shows up. This is an older woman that I was living with. Yeah. Or I was uh, dating. Mama. Kind of a sugar mama, yeah. stealing from, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was stealing from. Well, we had this like un kind of like – spoken agreement where I would put up with her like clinical depression which was severe and she'd put up with my drug addiction you do. and you're severe and you get it, right? I get it I couldn't actually find a pimp to be a prostitute to <laughs> but I had many situations like that yeah yeah who was whose hostage at that point hard to say <laughs> exactly yeah um so she said she came home after watching her kid and I wasn't there 
And she said that she literally followed the sound of police sirens <laughs> and found me. She said, like, like an ambulance went by, uh, and she just, like, had a funny feeling, and she followed, <laughs> and she followed the ambulance, and I was there on the, the side of the road. Was right. Yeah, and then so she said, I guess this is the story. I met some a couple of old guys on the side of the road, and I started talking to them, and then, like, we were going to smoke weed. And we went and started smoking weed in this at the guy's house in his backyard, and that must have been when this, uh, the Adaman kicked in. And I just attacked them, <laughs> like two old guys, like in their fifties. They yeah. attacked you? No, I attacked them, and then they beat the yeah, shit. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, and it was pretty funny. In the police report, it was like he tripped and hit his face. I was like, that's uh, definitely not what happened. I was like uh, smashed, like mangled. Uh, yeah. Where what where was it Pasadena? No, it was in uh, Huntington Beach. Oh, yeah. Huntington Beach. Huntington Beach. That's what uh, Long Island. Uh, no, Orange County, not Huntington. Oh, in Orange oh, County, oh, uh, oh, California. Yeah. Oh. Yep. So you were from Black Tar Land. Yeah, Black Tar. That's when I started doing dope out there. It was all Black Tar. You know, I first started. I tri- we snorted Black Tar. Yeah, the dr- it. dripping it. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought we made that up. I guess that's a thing. No, no people that, drip that, it. They'll break the syringe up, break the tip of the syringe, nose drop. They call it. And they. Oh, we just snorted out of the spoon. You know what oh, I would do? We didn't know what to do. We were so used to <laughs> sniffing dope it, out it here. It still works. When I was in Austin and the Black Tar came, I wasn't shooting dope then. I was only sniffing it. And uh, what I would do is I I got a bottle of Afrin. Dump out all the afrin, clean the shit out all the way, drop in the gram, fill it with water, and just I'm congested. I'm congested. On the on the (laughs) on the plane ride back, I'm congested. My friend's like, I'm congested too. I was like, No, you're not. (laughs) Not that congested. But yeah, I mean, listen, dopey nation, don't you know? I'm not endorsing with afrin bottles. But I think one of the more interesting things that we could talk about for a second is that. Like drugs. like Chris and I, Jay is a, a member of uh, Alcoholics Anonymous. Oh, yes. yes, and we were talking about some of the offshoots before we hit the record button. Yeah, such as UA. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Under Earners Anonymous. <laughs> yeah, I'm a high maintenance dude. Did you go to Under Earners Anonymous? I did. Wait, what was it like? Pretty sad, actually, <laughs> but very course. useful. I mean, just read the symptoms of it. I found that to be the most helpful part. Yeah. But it was eerily specific. It, I'm a musician. It was like, do you not like to rehearse? That's like a symptom of underground. <laughs> yeah. I was like, duh. That's me. my emails. <laughs> yeah. Really? What else did – what are the, What are some of the phrases? Oh, I don't remember, man. Sex and love is the best. Sex and love is you got the three-second rule, intrigue. Yeah, the yeah. sprinkler rule. What's the sprinkler it, rule? It's a three-second iteration of a sprinkler. Oh. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, That's they, a good metaphor. Yeah. Right now. You remember those old sprinklers that would like – yeah. Turn. Yeah. yeah. I went to Keep SLA. It I went to SLA and um I'm like and that's Sex and Love Anonymous and, and I went for a, a totally crazy reason. It wasn't it wasn't the right reason to go. But uh I went and um I went because I was obsessed I was yeah. so obsessed with my daughter's mother who well, I'm engaged to marry now. Just yeah. I'm engaged to be married to this beautiful the L part of the SLA. Yeah, yeah. same. And, yeah. And that's I, why I yeah. went. And yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna work out my obsession here. Mm-hmm. And it was the worst place I could ever have imagined going. Because I get there, I went to hot yoga first. It was the first time I ever went to hot yoga, yeah. and, the last, and the last oh. time, <laughs> the only time I've ever gotten to hot yoga was before oh. Sex and Love Anonymous. So I get to Sex and Love Anonymous. Is that the only time you went to SLA too? I went twice. Oh, okay. <laughs> back to back. But but this first Amazing. time, 
I'm, I'm beating with sweat, and this very attractive woman is like, you know, oh, it was a, a mixed meeting. She was. Yeah. It was a, like a cocktail party yeah. <laughs> mixed meeting. It was like everyone is just fucking. It's like. I mean, there's men's meetings. Well, this was not one of them. Yes. And it. she's like, "Did you have a hard workout?" And I'm like, "What am I doing here?" <laughs> and, and, and then and then they start counting days. And the first guy raises his yeah. hand. He's a, a fucking Hasidic Jew. He yeah. goes, "My name is Moisha. I'm a codependent. I'm a sex addict. I'm a love addict, and uh, I have 30 days without paying for sex." 20 days without watching yes. porn, 15 days without masturbation, two days without intriguing. He's, it's just like a million. It's a million. It's like fucking Star Trek. Yeah, but could you imagine? So just imagine the way you behave towards drugs if you were like that with porn. Oh my god, it's the worst. You know what I mean? I feel just truly blessed, and even just seeing my friends in the rooms, like I just don't have to get laid all the time. When I'm with a woman, I'm with that one woman, and like there's a lot of like you know like co addiction. You know what I mean? Like process addictions, and I see some dudes in the room, and I'm just like feel bad. You know what I mean? It's just coke. I mean, an affection from a woman is like coke for me. Amen. Do you know what I mean? But it's not like I have to get my dick wet every two seconds. I call texting scrape in the back. You know what I'm saying? It's like you just get a little bump. <laughs> yeah. That's I like interesting. that. It's scraping the it's a rinse. For real. For real. <laughs> That's really interesting. Because it is. It's like I get the right text and I'm high fiving people I don't know. Totally. You like, get the wrong text and you're not talking to anybody. Yeah. Oh, it is the same. It is exactly the same. Yeah. And, and it's, it's, it's the brain drugs. It's amazing because it's our brains mm-hmm. and we need. Something. It's and fucking ego. It's so it all comes but for me, it comes back to ego. It's just that I want that pure adulation from another mm-hmm. human being that says that I am the greatest. The approval. Yeah. yeah. And then when they truly give it to me sometimes, it's if it's because of a facade I've created, I'll resent them for it. Explain. So sick. Explain. Meaning I'll like meet some chick and I'll like pretend to be something I'm not and bamboozle them into really liking me. And then when they genuinely really like me because of the show that I've put on, I'll resent them for liking me. For yeah. Well, you just, you're just done. The second that they give you what you want, you're like, I don't really want that. Well, I'm trying to. Not, I don't. I don't think I'm that anymore. I'm a little bit more honest. I'm not but talking. I've been about, I'm just. Saying, I'm just saying. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. But I, I found that like. You know, I'm I'm a drug addict uh, more than a sex or love addict, and like I found that I could get a lot of that shit at AA. You know, I was never an alcoholic. Mm. I was yeah, I, yeah, I, I no junkies like you. You know, I could never yeah, drink. I was, yeah. um, but like I find heroin cured that, but I was a bad <laughs> drunk before yeah. heroin cured my alcoholism. Did you drink while you were doing drugs too? I did, but I didn't. I mean, I I did. I didn't enjoy it. I was always like plastic bottle vodka in the morning. While I was while I was like a, a regular junkie and cokehead, huh. I never dropped it. It was always like it was actually it was so weird. If you gave me so it was booze, coke, and dope, and I would pick them in this order: coke, dope, and then booze. Sure, but I enjoyed them: booze, dope, and coke. Do you know what I mean? Like I actually enjoyed, enjoyed being booze. drunk the most. That was like what resonated I mean, I the most. Loved it. Yeah, up until I got into speedballing. And then it was like, I just have to do it because then I don't feel as... Yeah, I don't know. I always, like, it just messed with me. Maybe this is Irish. I don't know what it is. Maybe. But, like, I just really like the I mean, feeling I'm of being drunk. I'm, I'm actually quarter Polish, too. I get the drunk stuff. Yeah. But um, the Coke was just, like, I had, it was so impulsive. I just, like, had to... If I still think about it, if I Same. think about registering, it yeah. can still bring it back. It took me about three years to stop having stomach flips. 
Really? Yeah. No shit. Like, I started coming for the last, so not in 2000, I would have, like, every 15 minutes, you get the, yeah. fuck, and then you get like depressed. A visceral craving, oh, yeah. Full body. Dude, they talk about, I, you know who's totally overlooked is uh, Dr. Bob. Because Bill just, like, got sober when we prepared. Dr. Bob was, like... He was a relapser. He was, he was a relapser. Yeah. And he had, like, the phenomenon of craving. Yeah. Like, that visceral feeling. Yeah. For, like, two years. Yeah. Like, it was really so bad. Yeah. <laughs> but I, it took, like, five years for it to completely go away. And then I didn't think about it for ten years. Like, at all. Yeah. And this is... Like, that's all I thought and about. And then you listen to Dopey. Then you... Well, <laughs> it started kicking up around ten years. I started going to all these different programs again. Yeah. Oh, and then that, you found help with the other stuff, though? The I other did. programs? I don't know if I would if I was still in, say, in Poughkeepsie, where I'm from. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if I'd be so... Like, I went back to a meeting where I'm from, and I'm like, how the fuck did I get sober here? Because you needed to. It was yeah. time. There's great sobriety in New York City, but there I've been to some meetings in other places. They don't even talk about the steps. It's just like group therapy or something, which is not what AA is. My is meeting here mean? is kind of like that, to be honest with it's you. It's steps. The steps is the program. Like, that's the program. You but know? I go to meetings on Long Island, and it's not... Like bougie or smart, right. but yeah. it's guttural recovery. Oh, it's these too. people yeah, are yeah, balls yeah. to the wall. That's this real. thing saved their life, yeah. and it's like amen. You know what I mean? It's yeah. not like going like, to your arty meeting, which I, I enjoy. Exactly. Yeah. You know. <laughs> I mean, me, I know. But like, so that's why you could get clean in Poughkeepsie because you yes. needed that message, that straight up message. That's a good. That's a step one message. You know, I got to New York at five years clean. I don't think I could have gone in any other direction, but. Yeah. But we all, we do what has to happen is what happens, mm-hmm. you know? I love this podcast just because, like, I met Jay and, like, you know what I mean? Like, and all the stories and the stuff you said, like, you just would never think that, you know what I mean? And, like, that's, that's so the funny. beauty of addiction, you know what I mean? I always feel like that guy where those things are really apparent. What do you it's mean? Not. What do you mean? I mean, just listen to all this stuff. Like, he gets it. He talks to lingo. Like, I would say even among addicts, like... You go to a meeting and, like, we are the one percenters of people who abuse substances. And I think Jay is even, like, the one percent of the one percenters. You know what I mean? Like, in terms well, of the lingo. Shot basically, like, some yeah. of the lingos that you're talking about, like, if you yeah. go to meetings, people won't even know what we're talking about. Right? I'd beeline to the junkies. Yeah. Because I go to AA mainly. So I always – and we just lost one, man. I'm bummed. Really? Who's yeah, that? Yeah, he uh, A guy. It's a guy. But, uh, yeah, I always, I always make a beeline. I there love is the, the people that you know, we all have little tribes. Yeah, there's the there's soccer like mom who drink wine exactly. a little too much. Yeah, yeah. Um, I love and Dave and I talk about this all the time. It's like we don't do NA. I like drug addicts in AA for yeah. some reason. Like that's my home. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. same. What? What? I did NA in Poughkeepsie. My God, <laughs> what it's like a Baptist church. Oh yeah, <laughs> hardcore. Yeah, but I mean that's like uh, there's there's some NA meetings that I uh, I used the first time I got and clean. It's great. NA is great, but for me, and this is so fucked up, the meeting's just too long. It's, it's, an, it's an hour and a half. In California, at least when I was living in California, they're all an hour and a half. Every meeting was an hour and a half. It was like you had to find a one-hour meeting. Really? Yeah, this was like early 2000s. An hour and a half yeah. is just a little too long. For and then they do that fellowship break, which is actually a good a thing. But at break. the time, I couldn't even talk to a person, let alone, know, you know what I mean? I was break. terrified. Oh, God. I, like, I got to go to the bathroom sponsor. and then like, be on my phone or something. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I couldn't look at another human being. talk to people. Yeah. <laughs> it's very hard. <laughs> and it's like, it's like um, I try, like, at my meeting, like, if there's somebody new, I'm like, I got. I, I really. I make an effort, but then I know that all the predatory motherfuckers in the meeting who need a sponsee 
are going to like line up line and up. I don't want to like overwhelm the person. Yeah, yeah. So if like I catch him afterwards, I'll mm-hmm. just like talk for a minute and then, you know, I took a commitment today. Did you? Oh, yeah. Good. I'm now in charge of uh, anniversaries. I'm the really? coin yeah, guy. Wow. Chair. Yes. I'm skipping my commitment to do this. Good for you. This is, <laughs> it might not be good. Jay, let me ask you a stupid <laughs> question. Is this possibly service in any way? Well, that's why I'm here. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I was like, I don't want to... And then I was like, oh, wait, but what if somebody hears it that doesn't know you can actually be clean? Dude, yeah. read the new email. Read the new so email. You'll like this. And at first, I want to say that we are going to get to all the other emails that we haven't read. Because there's people... The last that, email was very against me, so I'm happy to hear the new email, which is very pro-me. There's people... So. That was two emails ago that was against you. But anyway, oh, I just want to reiterate you. that for all the people that wrote us emails, we're getting... Chris too much. <laughs> as you're doing right now. Um, I might. So, That's part of the show. But we will get, we will get to everybody else's emails. We um, should time shares in here. One minute warning. One, there you go. Yeah, we should One do that. One minute warning, Dave. Yeah. Gotta wrap it up. You know what he's talking about, Dave? He's yes, I know what he's talking about. <laughs> I just can't imagine how timeshares could work on Dolby. Because yeah. we're trying, we need. We actually could do that. Something like that, where like it's like a little bell goes off, and we go around and around and around. That might be like a good oh, one episode deal. That I think that's a good idea. It's, yeah. a, it's like it's like a. It's uh, like that ESPN show, you know what I mean? Where they like get you get a few seconds to talk and they comment. You ever watch that and they get points? That could be the structure we've been missing on the show. You know the show I'm talking about, right? Yeah, my, I, yes. Yeah. I what is that? I don't All know. right. So here. There's a show on ESPN the where there's like seven commentators. Well, they'll be like Tom Brady and like in oh, okay. something, and then like they all like jockey to say something, and then they'll be like go, and they have like 15 seconds, and then it buzzes, and if they stop talking, and if they say something good, the moderator like gives them points, and then right. at the end they like compare points. So we could that. turn Dopey into some kind of game show, yeah, with points. But who de- who de- decides who gets the points? Not you. <laughs> Why not? Jay, we'll bring Jay back. Public. <laughs> see what we're, what we're really missing is like we need to have a live dopey with calls I yes. need I need it so we can bad. periscope you know I'm gonna post this right when we're done yeah. if you want we can periscope the next episode you gotta get the and I can tell the them yeah we can tell them because it's gonna be on a nine tonight I can even say it but they're not gonna hear it the dopey nation trickles in. It trickles in. They but trickle. They're busy getting high and clean. But when we post it. <laughs> simultaneously, the Dopey Nation is working it out. we post it, it usually gets about 50 listens in the first couple hours. So those 50 people would hear it. You want to try? All right, Dopey Nation, we're going to try. If you, do you, who does Periscope, though? A lot of people, I think. Yeah, it's getting popular. Yeah. I have to set up a Twitter account. Yeah, you need Twitter for that. Yeah, well, that's not going to fly. Fuck it's it. We're not going to do it, Dopey Eventually. Nation. Email us if you want us to Periscope. It's kind of amazing that you guys get together on, like, drug addicts after they're clean. Like, we're just psychotic. Yeah. Like, the fact that you can get it together once a week and make a podcast. It's all Chris. I put a gold star. It's, it's you two. What do you mean? Uh, let me, let me, I want to tell, <laughs> tell Jay the origin of Dopey. Uh, I had done... How did this start? I had done a web series, and Chris was like, oh, your web, your web series is pretty good. I, no, no, you were doing Ove, Ove. Oh. And I was like, something you're going to do. Yeah, he was like, he was like, well, I had done the web series, and Chris was like, that's that's because like somebody had paid me to to actually turn the web series into something, uh-huh, uh-huh. and then it, it didn't happen. Okay, and then and then I started then arrested for Oyve. Then I got arrested <laughs> for Oyve, but I was posting like all these dumb shirts with Charlie Brown with the yarmulke, and it said Oyve instead of Obey. Great, and Chris <laughs> that's killer actually. And Chris is like, um, Chris is like, uh, Dave, I know you're going to come up with something. So I want to do something. Something's going to pop. I think that's what I said. (laughs) I am an idea man. I sense that. And so, and my friend Brad, who is an editor that I used to work with back in those uh, South by Southwest days and all that, 
had once told me we should do a podcast about drugs, mm. and uh, but Brad's not an addict. So I just said to Chris, why don't we do a – Chris is the greatest addict. And, yeah, uh, I got that from listening. Yeah. I was like, this guy knows. And I was like, Chris, <laughs> we should do a podcast about drugs. And he's like, OK, I'll be down next week. And, 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 like, and then when we did it, you know, it's nice to hang out. Like yeah. we, we weren't hanging out. And like – and people responded and it's like – for me, my hobbies are like the way my drugs used to be. It mm-hmm. keeps me going. Well, like, I was just going to say, here's the question of the hour. Does it help you guys stay clean? I don't think it helps. I, it doesn't <laughs> hurt. It yeah, doesn't hurt. It's funny you said it because I actually I see a therapist and I told her about what we're doing. And she's like, I just want to make sure it's not bad for you rehashing all these stories. And I think I'm pretty honest where like if it was bad, I would say something. If I was doing this podcast and working no program, it would mm, be bad. Maybe, yeah. Because it would start to activate that like that whole like – Trigger city, yeah. yeah. do you know what I mean? But, I don't feel triggered. But not at all. I actually feel like it's fun. It's like a good thing. You What's know? that thing in the book, big book where they're like – we? And some of us even keep alcohol in our homes. Like after a while, you yeah. don't even see it anymore. I don't even see booze anymore. Yeah. And that's all I saw. Yeah. Like this is could be cathartic for you. Yeah. But I I think that it recovery is a big part of the show. Uh, the 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 dead end of the story, it never ends with like and then I was rich and happy. <laughs> you know, that's never the end of the yeah. story. The end of the story is how you fucking dragged your ass to some detox or some yeah. rehab or yeah. begged your parents to take yeah. care of you or whatever. I mean, that's the end of Slept every story. In the laundry room. It, I had to sleep in the laundry. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Which it's warm in there. My parents. <laughs> you slept by the dryer. Most turning point rehab. They're like, well, you can stay in the laundry room. Oh, in the house. Yeah. yeah. Did you did you fashion together a blanket from the lint? I cobbled together like a, yeah, like a, a kit. <laughs> That's funny. Read the email. I, anyway, I think dopey. Like, it doesn't hurt, and maybe it helps a little bit. <laughs> and it feels good. It, it's really fun. I think it's a net plus. I think you, so. Yeah. You know what I mean? One time we're doing the show. And I, I decided I don't know. Oh, dude, this was the worst. Like, <laughs> dude, listen to what this moron did. You already know what he's gonna say. I know what he's gonna say. I know the video. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's this. There's this movie. Did you remember the movie Rush? Like with Jason Patrick. I didn't watch it, but remember. And, and like remember, he's yeah. an undercover drug yeah. agent. He becomes addicted as part of his. And I and there's this scene with this this heroin dealer. And, and he like, it's this long, drawn-out scene where they're talking about getting high, and then they shoot up. But it's not just like they quickly shoot up. It's like they stop. It's like really slow. They tie off. You hate they cinematic shoot, yeah, they of, shoot, of addiction. Yeah, yeah but then, then, then he, he runs it. Then he waits a second, and then you see it on his face. And they're like great actors. And we're, so he fucking is idiot, pauses Dopey. We watch this, oh. and we're both just like – why the fuck did we watch? It was bad. It was, it was the only moment in this whole thing that was like suspect. But you worked it out. We did. You did. We totally you, did. You, yeah. We totally – my sponsor hates Dopey. Oh, OK. Well. <laughs> you know what the best sponsor said? That it's like Wayne's World. So now our motto on iTunes is it's party time. It's excellent. Yeah. <laughs> he was like – he's like, don't you think you're too old for this? You know. But also like to be fair, like the episode he listened to, I like – Outed anonymity of people in my meeting. Yeah, we definitely like, fuck I with shit the on my meeting. You don't want to do that. No, we trample on the traditions. We get close to it, but that one episode, you were bad. But I didn't say anyone's last name. I didn't. No, but you were calling. It was. It was bad. But it was. It was. It was on the line. But, yeah. But anonymity is for you. I mean, I get like you don't want to out people. That's, that's actually a serious thing. But like 
the idea of being anonymous isn't necessarily, it's more like it's a spiritual practice for yourself. I, n- I never get that though. Why is anonymity a spiritual principle? I, I, I don't understand that. Nobody is anybody. Everybody is okay. just a drunk. Okay, you could be the mayor of fucking Chicago, but you're just as low down as me. It's just like, I'm not so-and-so from such-and-such band. I'm just a fucking broken-out alcoholic. You know, it's I've, humility. I've asked that question before, and that was the best like description, because I never understand that makes total sense. You know what I mean? Because well, we about all come it. in, and we think we're somebody, or we're better than, or we're worse right. than. Or, you know what I mean? I'm Jay the musician. We're all just one thing. Very good. Read the email. Oh, I'll read the email. It's really quick. Okay, so um, this email, and again, just to reiterate, because Dave interrupted me, to all the people who sent emails, we will get to them. Um, We're backtracked a little bit here, backlogged. All right, so this is from Scott. Subject line, doing great. Hey, fellas. What's up, Chris and Doug? I mean, Derek. Ha ha, just kidding. What's up, Dave? I just wanted to drop you guys a quick line to first find out when episode 31 is going to hit the airwaves and also let you know you are doing an awesome job. Your podcast is fucking great and I love listening to it. I have listened to all of the episodes and some even twice because I want to make sure I haven't missed anything. Although I have missed some of the lost tracks. So when is episode 31 going to be at? A little bit about me. My name is Scott T. Please keep my last name out. Scotty. Please keep my last name anonymous. Wow, synchronicity. I, I am 31 and I am from the Philly suburbs. I am without a doubt afflicted with my drug of choice being heroin from the needle. From the needle. I love that line. Yeah, yeah. Heroin from the needle. That's the way to do it, man. <laughs> but I don't... <laughs> <laughs> Why waste it? But I don't discriminate against any drug. I have seven weeks of clean time under my belt and I'm really Scotty. trying to not look back. Hang in, Scott. Hang in, Scott. I am married and have an 11-year-old stepdaughter. My girls are my everything, and if it wasn't for them, my bathroom would still be covered in spurts of blood. Lol. <laughs> I found your podcast because I drive trucks a, a lot Did for you work. Lol. Lol. It's yeah. LOL. No, it's lol. I say lol. There you go. <laughs> Uh, He lulled. All right. I found your podcast because I drive trucks a lot for work and wanted to find a podcast about addiction and recovery to listen to while I was out on the road. Good thinking, Scott. (laughs) So I found your guys' podcast and couldn't be happier. There are plenty of boring recovery podcasts out there, but none are like yours. I laugh my ass off the whole time while I listen, and there's just enough talk about recovery to make me feel good about listening to it. Ha ha. But I won't bore you guys anymore. Please keep up the good work and keep the podcast coming. I won't be upset if the episodes come out more frequently and are even longer. Lol. But I understand you guys have more in your lives than dopey podcasts. Also, I definitely have some stories about debauchery and funny shit that happened to me while I was using. Wasn't necessarily funny at the time, but is funny now. I would be happy to share some stories or even be on an episode if you would have me. Hope to hear back and keep up the awesome work. Toodles, Scott. Toodles, Scott. <laughs> Toodles. Fuck yeah, dude. God bless you, Scott. Yeah. Just, but this is, you're right, though. I mean, like, Scott is like, he's getting started, and like, it could be a good thing, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. yeah. Once Scott gets a little time, he'll stop listening to us, I'm sure. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, I know, once he grows <laughs> up. <laughs> once he grows up. <laughs> Different people for every stage of the game. Yeah. You we're the early saying? stage. We're the pre contemplation. But Tina. But Tina's got years, yeah. and Tina, Tina's our number one fan. She's like our Marianne from Brooklyn. Yeah. She listens to every episode twice, yeah. and she, right. she has years. Yeah. She, I think she has more than two years. No, she, she's got a. 
more than more than us. I know that. Oh yeah, this is the other thing. Nobody's ever written us with clean time except for Scott. So if you want us to do little clean time shout outs, we're totally open to that. Word. Yes. And write us a review on iTunes because we're very vain and we need reviews so and we can rank. Chris is certain that a review would get us ranked. That's what some guy on the internet says. Yeah. If you get like you need to get like fifty reviews and we have like twenty one and you start to like it starts to pop more and ranks higher. I was telling them in the last episode that got deleted that we are neck and neck with FDA podcasts on drugs. We're, our rank, if you search for drugs. What's our rank? We're like, sometimes we're like, we go from like 7th to like 12th if you search for drugs. But we're always That's near not the, the FDA. ranking. You're, you're, no, no, if you search for drugs, it lists them in the most popular in terms of who have drugs in their like title. And we go back and forth with the FDA. You're neck and neck with the Federal the Food and Drug Association? Yeah, Administration. Yeah, food and Drug Administration. <laughs> the FBI. That's great. Now, Jay, Jay's a musician and a, yeah. a writer. And um, one thing that Chris was always saying is that we could ne- – do you think that us using the Beatles is stopping our potential? Or it could get us in trouble. I mean, all press is good press. Yeah. So, sir, Paul McCartney sues you, then your name is known. I don't know. I think, you know, like, they're the Beatles. It's one thing if you're well, ripping off, like, a, a broke-ass band. I was more nervous maybe iTunes wouldn't list it because we violated What do you think, thing. You know what I mean? Man, I'm not a copyright lawyer, but yeah. Yeah, it might, there might be some conflict with iTunes. I don't know. Yeah. But other people use... No, maybe not. Use, no, no, I have heard... You're musicians, you're talented Beatles. guys. Just make, just make something. Yeah, Dave, oh, yeah, so we should say that. Uh, from now on, the intro, not this episode, but the next one is going to be uh, another one of Dave's... Little thing, but um, speaking of Jay, did you find between being high and being sober anything changed around music? Like, because people always talk about that all the time. Yeah, I got better at it, and I got I went on more tour. You know, like I was, man, I I was dirty on a lot of world tour type shit, but I did way more clean. I got less shy. You know what I mean? What a fun quotient. More fun, less fun, different fun. Like, well, I, well, no, I was suicidal at the height of this one band success that I was in, like, and not clean, like, super miserable, but like famous or whatever, and on MTV and all this crazy shit. But I wasn't enjoying it all. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know how to. I can't understate it really. Like, I um, was the band high. Were they bummed that you stopped getting high? I was uh, eventually the one where they were like. Something's wrong with Rooster. Like you got, you got to chill out, dude, or you're no longer gonna be on this train. Yeah. I was finally that guy. You were like, like no, nah, man, I got it. Black, like I was not allowed to black out on stage. Like that was my rule. You know what I mean? Like right. he was the Sid Barrett. I wish, <laughs> but I mean, uh, I would have. Dave been, loves Sid Barrett. Yeah, he gets his, Barrett. his face and lights up. I just love that. Him. I just love the stories. Me too, about man. Yeah. You know, you know I didn't that, even know who he was, and then Dave told me about him, and I got super into it and started researching and reading all this shit about him. The wish you were here, the 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 dark side of the moon story. Do you know that story? Yeah, when he shows up, he shows up brushing his teeth, all fat. He's brushing his Dude, teeth. Dude, he shows up fifty pounds. You know, so tell them who Sid Barrett is. Sid Barrett started Pink Floyd. Uh, yeah, the original. Was replaced by um, Gilmore, but, yeah, but, but Gilmore. he replaced they. So so he he and Jay, please correct me on anything that I'm not sure about. Uh, Sid Barrett starts Pink Floyd at some art school and befriends Roger Water and Richard Wright and whoever the other guy's name is. Uh, what's his face? Nick Mason. Yeah, Nick Mason. And um, and they're playing, and Sid Barrett is very handsome and genius and charismatic, and he's writing everything, and he's inspired. And um, 
Then he starts doing acid mm. and they start being the English psychedelic band. And uh, they have a couple of, you know, nominal hits mm-hmm. and the band is getting bigger. So they start touring and, and as they're touring, the acid movement around the world is mm-hmm. growing and growing and growing and they get entertained by Sid tripping and they just start dosing him wherever he goes. They're just putting fucking acid in his coffee, in his tea. And then, so the LSD psychosis Mm -hmm. kind of steps in. And he was like, very schizophrenic. Ultimately, that's what it happened. But but so they would be touring, they'd be touring like CMLE play and, and that, and like for ready, steady go or whatever the American version was. And, and uh, the second they play the track, he would go, uh, he wouldn't lip sync it. He would just start <laughs> yeah, moving yeah. his mouth and everybody was like, Sid, just yeah. play along. This is the deal. Yeah. And he'd be like, huh? Okay. And they'd start it again and he would do it again. <laughs> so eventually they put in Dave Gilmore and he starts lip syncing CM Lee play and then they start recording. And he's like a model. He's like yeah. a super beautiful dude. Yeah. Super and, and super talented. And really talented. Yeah. And, then, and then Roger Waters is like, it's that moment he's like, well, we could either not do the, anything he, he was in the uh, a van they said they were in a bus and they're like should we pick up sid and that was the final thing and they were all like nah <laughs> and they but, didn't get him and that was it but and yeah. then but then sid was the inspiration for pink floyd's unbridled success yeah, he, was their muse. he was their muse and dark side of the moon was about his insanity and shine on you crazy, oh, really? shine on you crazy. Oh. wish you were here it's yeah. all about the wall it's all about I didn't know that. Yeah. so they're recording dark That's side of the trippy, moon dude. it's crazy That's no way but they're recording dark side of the moon three years or four years after they decide not to pick him up yeah. at the bus stop and they're in uh abbey road recording it and this fat bald dude with no eyebrows shows up on the scene brushing his teeth (laughs) in the studio and fucking Richard Wright says to uh, Roger Waters who's this bloke? And Roger Waters goes that's Sid man (laughs) I've seen pictures of later Iris Sid he's a creepy dude he's like Aleister Crowley or something just like he's fucked. He's like, he's he's like, like Uncle a, Fester. He's yeah. like fucked up. He's like a recluse at his mom's house. He's, he's dead. dead. Oh, is he dead? But he was a recluse yeah. at his mom's But they yeah. always cut him in. He always got a percentage. Oh, and I heard David Gilmore used to pay to have, like, have him rec- like studio time and shit. Well, he also, David like, Gilmore later, made later the Sid Barrett records. Yeah, David Gilmore produced the records, them. Yeah. You know, and the Sid Barrett records are. I love them. Yeah. They're definitely outsider art. What's that? What's that? Uh, they're just really like weird and stuff. Or? I have a bike. Meander. You can ride it yeah. if you like. It That's has. actually Floyd. I which think. Oh, which is the one? Uh, I'm only a person. He's, he says. Uh, uh, I, uh, yes. I, yeah. I don't know. I love Sid, but only when things are really bad for me do I really <laughs> glom onto the Sid Barrett sound. <laughs> no, because it's very sad. It is yeah. sad. He was a big part of my teenage years. I worshipped him. Yeah, but you know, my um my pitch to musicians that are trying to get cleaned is this: I was I'm a shy guy, and I was, but I really wanted to be a singer in a band. So I would get on stage, and I would need, I would just get first five shows always in a blackout, and then I would always have to be shit faced to even go near a stage. And then it gets to the point, and you because you drank pretty heavily, mm-hmm. but for, so with alcohol, it got to the point where like I would drink and I would drink. And I never would get to the point where I would relax mm-hmm. until, because I had such a tolerance, until I get like five minutes of peace and then it would be the next day and everybody was mad at me. 
You yeah, you mean? black out. It, right. You just you drink to black out. Exactly. Yeah. And I would ch- try to get that balance where I felt good or whatever. So by the end, that's what was happening. Not that I was like all loose on stage and charming. But then, I, so then I finally got clean. Thank God for crack. Right? And uh, <laughs> it took like two years, but then I became an actual performer. Where I was like, all of a sudden, like an actual front man. The restlessness, irritability, and discontent that slips away. Yeah, exactly. And you were able to make the decision to be the person you wanted to be. Yeah. And before that, you couldn't make that. I stopped being shy. (laughs) I just had to stop drinking. Very (laughs) counterintuitive. (laughs) But I'm saying, that's literally my story. And then people were like, the indie rock prince and all this shit about me. Which is not, not true, incidentally. But like, you know, I was getting like reviews. So like... There was a review of my band in South by Southwest 1999. They're like, pretty decent band. Too bad about the painfully shy singer. I get clean in 2000, yeah. and then it's like, charismatic front man. <laughs> so I'm, I'm serious. Like, it was the weirdest. I never would have thought it. Yeah. You I wonder know? if we were there. We were there at the same time. I mean, I, I was at most of them. They're, they're I wasn't. The, the, ni- the late 90s, early 2000 ones were pretty cool. Yeah, I think, but I, I then they became. Who's like, Matt Wilkinson on Beats One? They're always like Matt Wilkinson, South by Southwest. I think he's covering it for like Apple Music or something. I don't know. I don't know. Now it's like the Dorito stage and shit. There's literally the Cottonelle Lounge last year. That's what they were. They were interviewing some guy who's been going forever, and he's like, it's gotten super corporate. And then like the Apple, the guy like maybe it wasn't Matt Wilkinson, someone else, but he like quickly like redirected, and he's like, well, it's still pretty cool actually, I think, and stuff. When I went the last time, I went. Both times, the only big party we would go to was the High Times party, and it would be at Stubbs, the barbecue place, and that band Fastball played, and I interviewed interviewed them. Is that where Live at Stubbs was? No, it's not. For Matisse Yahoo? That is the same Stubbs. Yeah. It's a barbecue place. He he was just at Mass Gathering, which is out where I live, and my I didn't go. I stayed home. It was so fucking hot, and all my friends went, and they sat next to his mother. And they traded, I guess Mati said he was clean, and his mother's a social worker, and they traded uh, they traded numbers and stuff. My sponsor did with him. Amazing. And I was like, I fucking should have gone. And like afterwards, they all met him for like a second. I was like, I could have given him the dopey card. When was this? This was like two weeks ago, dude. Oh, it just happened. Get him and on I didn't go because I was like, because I was like mass gathering. I, th- I was going, so I thought it was going to be thousands of people. Yeah. They said it was like 300 people. Ah. It was nobody was there. That's why they, they were just sitting next to his mom, you know? How did they know it was his mom? They started talking to her. They didn't even know. And they were talking about sobriety. And I think she, like, butt in. And then they Whoa. and then it turned out. And, and the she part, outed the, the his, best, his anonymity. The best, the best part was that she was like, um, like, what do you think of, like, what's his name or something before she, like, revealed. And they said, like, really good shit. Thank God. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's funny. But I thought of that anyways because you were talking about high times and stubs. Was that I, I had heard Mati who was clean. I didn't he, know that. Yeah, and, but he did an interview with High Times a couple of years ago, and I read it. I was like, Cause I, heard, I thought he was supposed to be clean. And they asked him, like, oh, do you smoke before you like write your music and perform? And he said, no, he never smokes before he does anything music-related, that he does better if he has a clear head. But he didn't really say, oh, I'm clean. But his mom did. His mom, huh. his mom busted. His mom outed him. What are you going to do? He's always on Periscope, dude. He's on Periscope. He, whenever he's like just fucking around practicing, he'll go on Periscope, but then there's like 500 people. Like I love reggae, and I'm Jewish, and I've never listened to Mouse yet. What? He's awesome, dude. It's true. I don't have like – I just know of him and what he is, and I'm like 
so super stoked that such a thing exists. Like, yeah. I'm not like, I couldn't like listen. Well, he went Hasidic and then he left. And He was know, born into Hasidic. Was, wasn't was he? he? I, I thought he like converted. I think he was born Orthodox. I heard he converted. I, I might be wrong too. I think he converted, but now he's not Hasidic anymore. Mm. Nor um, a drug addict. But was he a drug addict or just crazy stoner? I don't know. I, I know I heard he toured with fish and shit. He was a fish oh, head. Sure. And then there was a girl, actually Ryan, the graphic designer's girlfriend, knew him uh, or knew his band. She said he used to play around New York and he was like kind of a joke who would like, you know, had his little silly gigs and like I think it was like unpaid stuff and nobody oh. thought he was great. And I don't know if it was a different band and this was like a long time ago and then all of a sudden she like saw him and he was blowing up, you know? I always thought it was a gimmick, but people really love him. No, I think he's the real deal. No, dude, listen to Live at Stubbs, dude. Listen to that whole album. It's a fucking great album. Mm. Yeah. I will. Yeah. You will? I will listen will to Will you really? Do one day. Yeah. I mean, just do, do his hits. I mean, they're his hits, but they're great, dude. His hits are great. King Without a Crown, One Day, Jerusalem. Can you sing a little bit? Wheels. I don't sing. I you, dance. We have a thousand. I know, sings, I've heard this podcast. I dance. Yeah. Watching the wheels? <laughs> Watching the wheels is a, yeah. Is that the John Lennon song? Time of your Does song. Does he reggae it up? Yeah. Does he, he really? Does that, he does that John Lennon song. Uh, I think so. Yeah, it's I'm just watching. Sitting here watching the wheels. Yeah, around. yeah, he does that. Oh, shit, yeah. I gotta check yeah. that. Um, but do time of your song. There's a bunch of them. Just huh. look up his head. Tell tell Jay the story of last week. Do you know Artie Lang? Do you know who Artie Lang is? You mentioned him, and you don't mean the like 1970s experimental psychologist. I'm guessing. No, I never heard no, of him. I don't know who that. Is. No, there was a guy on the Howard Stern show. He was a, a comedian, right? Uh, named Artie Lang. You know how I knew Artie Lang, which is hilarious? Not from this. I knew him from Dirty Work with Norm MacDonald. Because I used to like Dirty this stu- It's a really dumb movie. That's a total flop. But when I was a kid, I used to like get stoned and watch Dirty Work. Um, okay. And which was – but it just – most people know Artie Lang not from Dirty Work. You know what I, I know mean? the name. Yeah. It's Artie Lang? Yeah, A-R-T-I-E. R-D Lang. Okay. Yeah. And isn't Artie and it's his idol. Dave loves Artie Lang. He's not my idol. You but love I'm him. a huge fan of Artie Lang. He came on when Stuttering John mm-hmm. uh, left the Howard Stern show to be the announcer for Jay Leno. Around, well, no. Actually, it's before that. When Jackie didn't sign uh, to continue on the Howard Stern show, when Jackie the Joke Man Martling didn't sign on. I'm, I'm upset. If I had – Howard Stern is probably the idol. But uh, – but Artie, I love. Artie comes Three in. podcasts. Yeah. But Artie comes into the Stern Show, degenerate gambler, horrible alcoholic, ridiculous drug addict. I feel like if this was Artie, you would be Howard Stern and I would probably be Artie Lane. Well, it's a whole different – you'd want to be like Robin. Oh, <laughs> But um, – Continue. But um, Artie comes on that show and he's just so fucking funny. And like the show just gets – I mean Howard Stern Show is always great. But when Artie Lang came on it, it was just so much better. Uh, and, and they had this camaraderie that he fostered. And then he was such a train wreck that half of the reason the show was great would be they would tell stories. Because he was doing stand-up gigs and like people with, with the crew, they would all be touring on stand-up gigs. And poor Artie is like buying whores and smoking crack. Yeah. And what he didn't talk about was that he also developed a heroin addiction Oops. at the same time. Fast forward like three years, Artie's sleeping on the show. Artie's like <laughs> fucked up. And, and the stories he would tell, like they made Dopey yeah, look like right. fucking yeah, yeah, leave yeah. it to Beaver. Yeah. Dude, he goes, so I'm going to Comedy Cellar last week. I love Comedy mm-hmm. Cellar, right? And trying to get Dave to go, I go to the 1215 showing. And Dave says to me, the only way I will go 
is it already Lang is going up? And he, they'll never announce usually if he's going up because so many people will come. And and he wasn't in the lineup, and I'm like, all right. And then so we go. It's like two in the morning, and I send Dave this picture, which we put on our Instagram, which that's already Lang right there. Uh, yeah, it looks familiar. And I'm well, he so looks like much. He's, he's aged a lot over the last ten years. But I go to bed. He looks like Judd Hirsch in that picture. It looks exactly like Judd Hirsch. Yeah. You go I, to bed I, and you wake up. Bro. I go to bed early and I wake up. I'm like, holy shit! And I'm like, Chris. Did you give him? Because we Chris made these dopey cards. And you didn't go. No, no he didn't let it. I went. Oh, so he's sleeping, bastard. and I text. I don't go out at night. Yeah. I go to bed early. Yeah, yeah. I get it. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm I go to bed very so, early. Well, I don't go to bed early at all, but I don't go out either. I can't. I mean, I, I do because I have to like see friends and stuff, but like not. If, I'm an isolator. Yeah, I get friends to come here. That's mm-hmm. my big move. I, I just get my friends to come here. Um, anyway, so I said to Chris. Did you give him the dopey card? And Chris was like, yeah. And I was like, great. I was like, did you tell him about the show? And Chris <laughs> was like, no. Yeah, I just like gave it to him. I was like, it's about drugs. And I, he was talking about L.A. County Jail. I should have been like, I spent a couple years in Orange County Jail. Like, there were so many things I yeah, could have right, said. Because on his bit, he was talking about shit yeah. he did in L.A. And I was like, you know, mm-hmm. he probably knew all half the rehabs I was in down there. Also, he w- you tell him a fucking snippet of any of your stories or your experience or where you're at now or what happened yeah. it, it would have set off the thing I'm an idiot well, well there's a lot of people asking Artie Lang, yeah Artie time to use the, find that card and give us a call Artie Artie please we, we you, he would he would destroy the show just it would be like I don't know it's good to have goals that's a goal Manchiaga. if we went to DA or something that'd be called your vision DA debtors not yeah 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 Hey, this is my vision. <laughs> you've you got to do some vision work where you're like, this is where the direction I want my career to go on. I'm worth I, it. No, I see. That's the thing. As I always tell him, I said that it's also like vibrationally you have to believe in it. Quantum. Yeah. Because he's sure. like, oh, it'll never happen. I'm like, it'll never happen. That's not what I say. It's never going to happen. That is not what I say. I think. You know Al- Esther Hicks and stuff? You know those guys? Well, I, I, I did. <laughs> no, I, but I have both of you in my head at all times like. I feel the same way about all my life. Yeah. Like, I'm, no way. Yeah. And then I gotta believe in yeah. myself. Both of you are always going in my world. Me too, though. It's yeah. not like I, 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 I have an undercurrent of belief and uh, a sort of rational. And then it's super it's not, low self esteem. Yeah, yeah, it's not gonna happen. But I, I don't quit. You know what I mean? And like with Dopey, it's like. I, I don't I don't see success I, I don't see success with Dopey looking that much different than failure with Dopey. You know? I, I see success with Dopey is like maybe a podcast channel would throw us a little bit of money and we'd record there but stuff works or something. Maybe. I'm a big fan of that one. But like that yeah, was you, popular, it's like yeah. I like that one. I've never listened to it. I, I see I go it. running with that one. Really? How much yeah. do you run? A couple times a week. Nice. Mm. Very nice. Yeah. Mm. Well, this has been quite an episode. Quite a it's long. Been awesome. This is the longest it. episode ever. If you, you know. don't if you don't erase yep. it. If I don't erase it. Yes. What has it been like 2 hours? It's no, been an hour and, an hour and 37 and then we play this little jingle with Dave's hit single at the end. Uh, I want to be good so bad. However, <laughs> nice. But Jay, I did ask before if you might be interested in playing a tune. Oh man, I can't. Okay. I can't. Next time. I, I, I hate to end on a bummer, but... It's not a bummer. How about you come back on the show and consider it then, maybe? I'll keep considering it. <laughs> there you go. Well, you come back. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yes. This is fun. This, this was, was great. fun. This was, I really Good times. I might have told too many stories. And sorry to Dave, um, Big Traps Dave, for deleting his episode. 
We'll get him. He has back gigantic here. traps. He like owns from, a gym. From earlobes to the uh, he traps beavers too. On the he got sober and then he just started doing. Process. He doesn't really trap <laughs> beavers. Man, that's the one you deleted. Yeah. yeah. Whoopsie. Yeah. Also, I tell the Artie Lang uh, pig story, which is such a funny story. Yeah, I told my sister that the other day, which I've never even heard it from him. I've just heard it from you. It's so funny, right? Yeah. Anyway, thank you for listening. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Jay. We're Peace so out. happy you came in. Dopey family. Nice. <laughs> Dopey family. All right, guys. Toodles. Drop us a review on iTunes, please. I beg you. Or write an email at dopeypodcast at gmail.com. And to our super fans, Tina and uh, who was the last one we just heard? Scott. Scott. Troy, yeah. Troy. Troy. Troy, Troy, Troy. We still got the guy from Springfield. What we got to read his. We got CJ. Me? What's the guy who hates me? He doesn't really hate me. Dan? What's I his don't name? Even know. No, he calls me Dan. We'll get to it though. But thanks, oh, we guys. Don't, no, we, we got, you just, gotta, just say goodbye. No, but I feel bad now because he wrote us an email and we don't remember his name. Um. Oh, Matt. There's a guy named Matt. Matt B. He was the one who said I interrupt you too much. No, no, that was um CJ. <laughs> no, Chris. Chris. Who is CJ? Right. Okay. Yes. Uh, All right. Thank All right. you for listening, everybody. Toodles. Tina, you're we the didn't best. get everyone. Toodles. Goodbye, guys. Keep yeah. on trucking, Scott. I want to take a walk around the world I wonder would it do me any good Until I get some money in my pocket Then I guess I'll just have to walk around my neighborhood But I want to be good so bad want to be so good, so bad, so bad I want to be good so bad Bad desire's all I ever had And I want to take a ride up in the sky Watch this aeroplane just pass me by And I want to see a Lear jetliner take a dive Just to show all of these people what it means to be alive But I want to be good so bad Want to be so good, so bad, so bad I want to be good so bad